0: Ready for the end of the world.
1: Sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Listen to your community spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again, the circle of friends, the circle of family, the circle of being. This is my radio voice. Yes. Wake up! Wake up! And be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. You are listening to Your Community Spirit. This is Ord Energy Mon. And this is Tree Song. And before we get into happenings, I actually wrote a story this morning. (laughs) As I head towards town this crisp frosted fall morning, the myriad of colors from all the trees jump out. As the rays of the rising sun thaw in spotlight, here a bright red of a maple or s- sycamore. Oops, a bright red of a maple or sumac. Hmm. Here the yellow of oaks, here the green of pine, here the white of a rose. Hmm. I saw a white of a rose. Here the rolling morning white out of fog. It never ceases to amaze me how the world looks great first thing in the morning through rose-colored glasses with blue blocker. <laughs> <laughs> I shiver. Maybe from the morning cold, but mostly from the great joy and happiness.
1: Huh, that is a good story. So there was fog this morning? Yeah. I, uh, I actually I slept through it, but believe it or not, I had a dream, and in the dream there was fog outside. So maybe I was, you know, doing a little bit of wandering in my sleep.
0: Yeah, it was a little bit of, it was a little patchy, but yeah, there was definitely fog. <laughs> so, we have a lot of happenings. I want to thank everybody who has sent their happenings to us because we can therefore announce them. Because if we don't announce it, the happening does not happen. Yes. <laughs> so, where the wild things are a photographic jaunt the multimedia artist Ann Vinson will be opening her wildlife themed photographic series Where the Wild Things Are in conjunction with the first Friday arts calendar the opening reception will be today from 5.30 to 8.30 in Art Lover's Trading Company here in Carbondale so that something sounds interesting um, the event is free. You may show up or contact 3519444 for more information.
1: Yes. And another another happening that's listed here that's been happening for a while but is still happening is the Farmer's Market. The Farmer's Market here in Carbondale
0: is open through the
1: end of November.
0: And I, I almost announced it last week that last Saturday was the last one. Yeah. And I didn't because I forgot, which worked out really, really good. But... It worked out really, really good because I always forget that it's through the end of November... The sign says through November, but it's actually the end of November. So, don't forget, the Farmer's Market is now through the end of November. So there will be four more weeks of Farmer's Market.
1: Yes, plenty of fresh veggies and such available for you.
0: Yeah, last week I bought a whole box of tomatoes. I was just like, I would just, I woke up that morning and had a craving for tomatoes. And it's just, well, I ate them all already. So I might have to buy another box. I don't know if they still have any, though. It is the end of the tomato season. Yes. But. They'll have something, though. I saw a rose this morning.
1: Yes. A white rose, no
0: less. Yeah. So, I mean, it's probably the last morning because it was really cold last night. So. Yeah. Other happenings.
1: There's other happenings. There's uh, turning back the clock. uh, This coming weekend is the weekend when we change the clocks. Back in August of 2005, uh, a a president whose name we won't mention uh, signed the Energy Policy Act of 2005, which changed the times when we changed the clock. So now is a good reminder so that people know that uh, this coming Sunday
0: uh, is going to be the time to change the clock. Well, it's like Saturday night, Sunday morning.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like Sunday at 2 a.m., so depending on so, how, how much of a late owl or early bird you are. They
0: normally do it at 2 a.m. They're, I I don't remember. Do the bars here stay open another hour?
1: I don't know. I've heard that they have before, but the article says that, you know, like technically the bars close at 1.59, so... Right. You know, it should, they should close at the first 1.59. There's only one 159, so they should close. Well, there's, a, the there's time two change. of them.
0: No, if, if the time turns back.
1: Yeah. See, it then, goes from two, then it goes
0: two to. The, oh, yeah, you're right. If it turns back, so it, it, instead of turning to two, it turns the, back to one. Yeah. And so at 159 again. So. Yeah.
1: So in theory, the bars close the first time. It's 159.
0: <laughs> but there's that
1: little window there, and I don't know. It, it's up to the bar managers to talk to the. Carbonate police and
0: figure that one out, <laughs> and um they actually changed the date. The Department of Energy changed the date. The time changes to save energy. Yeah, they decided in the 2005 Energy Act that they would change the date and see because the theory was it would make it so the U.S. used less energy. Yeah, and so this is their first year of doing it. Well, I think this is yeah, this is the first year they implemented it at the beginning of this year. Yeah. And so at the end of this year, they're going to see, did it save energy or not? Hmm. And maybe they'll change the next energy act if... Or maybe they'll leave it, so... Yeah. So
1: we get to sleep in an extra hour this uh, Sunday morning. Hmm.
0: Other happenings, let's see. Today, due to p- popular demand for another showing, the Big Muddy Independent Media Center and the Shawnee Green Party will... Br- be presenting an encore showing of American Blackout today, Friday, November 2nd. November 2nd. A- again, at the Big Muddy Independent Media Center, 214 North Washington Street, which is one block north of Trace Hombres or half a block south of us.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: here in Carbondale.
1: We can stick our head out the door and uh, got to lean pretty far, but we can see him. <laughs>
0: So American Blackout examines the issue of racially targeted voter disenfranchisement in America, examining the disturbing questions arising from the Florida 2000 and the Ohio 2004 elections. Following the story of Cynthia McKinney, the first African-American woman elected to Congress from the state of Georgia. McKinney not only took an active role investigating these uh, election debacles, but found herself in the middle of her own after publicly questioning the Bush administration about the 9-11 terrorist attacks. Of particular interest, the Green Party is now seeking to place former Congressman McKinney on the ballot for its presidential primary in Illinois. Though no formal announcement has been made, informed sources indicate that Congresswoman McKinney has joined the Green Party and will soon be actively seeking the party's nomination for president. There will be an open discussion following the film showing. And then there is a heads up. The following Friday, on November 9th, again at 7 p.m., there will be a showing of War Made Easy. The superb documentary looks at how presidents and the corporate media have repeatedly manipulated the public to support wars that the public later regrets. So,
1: yes. So, in other happenings, we have the Native Prairie Garden Planting you can join them in planting a garden of rare native prairie plants. Learn the many values of such plants, how to restore a native landscape, and help improve the campus habitat for rare species. This is happening this Saturday at 9 a.m. on the northwest corner of the Life Science 2 building, and coffee and donuts will be provided. So even if you're not that much of an early riser, they've got the coffee and donuts there to help you help the native plants.
0: Good deal. Meow for your supper, the 14th annual PAWS benefit. The 14th annual Artists for Animals dinner will be at 5 p.m. Saturday, November 5th at the Great Boars of Fire Lodge in Anna. To benefits, pets are worth saving. Did you know that's what PAWS stands yes, for? Yes,
1: pets are worth saving.
0: Yeah, PAWS is a non-profit, hmm. no-kill animal welfare organization and was founded as a means of dealing with the increase of the animal population, especially dogs and cats pause is solely funded by donations and fundraisers along with the dinner there will be a large auction a silent auction door prizes raffles and merchandise for sale some items up for grabs are a rooster painting by rita laminark a 1950s daisy bb gun quilts and afghans a night's stay at blue sky vineyard and winery hundred bales of high quality grass hay and a truckload of gravel with delivery included (laughs) and you might not realize how valuable a hundred bales of hay is but this summer was so dry
1: yeah i was just reading about that
0: normally our family we get two really good cuttings and then one like half cutting that we squeeze in at the end of the season this year essentially we got the half cutting only because it was so dry
1: yeah
0: so literally a hundred bales of hay are very very valuable right now. I mean I've had Anyway, if you want some more information about this contact 833-3647 or for an online listing of animals available for adoption fits visit dub3.pawspaws.petfinder.com. Again, the fourth annual Artists for Animals Dinner will be at 5 p.m. Saturday, November 5th at the Great Boars of Fire Lodge in Anna.
1: So, in other happenings, we also have a lot of happenings for Native American Heritage Month of 2007. You can go to www.stddev.siu.edu for a big list of those happenings. But uh, coming up on Monday, there is Mike Vargas with the Native Spirituality and Its Importance in the Circle. This happening at 7 p.m. in the Student Center on the second floor in the Illinois Room. And then as part of Native American Heritage Month, next Tuesday, November
0: 6th, Sherman Vitusi, Contemporary Native American Poetry, 7 p.m. Student Center.
1: Ah, yes, and then coming up on Wednesday, Dr. Gray H. uh, Wally, uh, Hearsay or Indigenous Knowledge? Contesting Indian Identity and Land Claims in Western Oregon. This is at 4 p.m. on Wednesday in the Student Center on the second floor.
0: And then next Thursday, Mark Denzer, Cultural Implication of Recreational Use of Sacred Lands, 7 p.m. Student Center. And then I also have another happening next Thursday, WSIU Science Cafe at 7 p.m. at the Neighborhood Food Co-op, discussion on genetically modified foods and the ethical, social, and legal issues associated with their use.
1: Ah, that sounds good. But well, the, the discussion sounds good. The genetically engineered, not so much. <laughs>
0: um, there is a very long list of all the interesting stuff happening for Native American Heritage Month. Go online for S T D D E V. I guess that stands for student development at SIU so yeah and a few things you might want to put on your calendar is the vegetarian Thanksgiving dinner that the Interface Center has every year very large very foody, very good November 15th which is a Thursday further details are pending but if you would like to help prepare or serve the meal Come to a meeting at 6 p.m. on Tuesday,
1: November 6th at the Interface Center. Yes, and then also the uh, November Vigil and Direct Action to close the School of the Americas. The Chicago Religious Leadership Network is uh, on the weekend of November 16th through 19th. Uh, they're going to be traveling to Fort Benning to protest the SOA. And so for more information on that, you can go to www dot s-o-a-w dot o-r-g
0: And now, the news. Finally, U.S. agencies handling toy recalls get some teeth. U.S. recalls 440,000 more leaded toys, including, well, novelty teeth. If Halloween itself wasn't the fright fest you'd hope for, maybe the most in round of the leaded toy recalls will do the trick. This week's list includes 1,500 ribbit board games, 16,000 sets of Elite Operation Action figures from Toys R Us, 380,000 Galaxy Warrior figures, and 43,000 sets of novelty teeth. The teeth were found by independent testers to contain more than 100 times the permission level of lead. The scary part, there's a permissible <laughs> there's a permissible level of lead for novelty teeth. What about that? From straight to the source, the August French Press, and then of course the Associated Press. You want to get the next one?
1: Ah, uh, yes, I can get the next one. And uh, two become one. Major car sharing companies will merge. Oh, I've heard about these car sharing companies, and now, you know, now these two are going to merge. So uh, major car-sharing companies, Fluxcar and Zipcar, announced on Tuesday that they plan to merge. <laughs> Excuse me. Zipcar, the largest of the two, has had strong growth mainly in large cities on the U.S. East Coast. Fluxcar is more widely available on the West Coast.
0: In both schemes... So members? they're merging the coast. <laughs> yes. Wow. East
1: Coast, West Coast, getting along at long last. <laughs>
0: Well, not if it has to do with swing. There's East Coast Swing and there's West Coast oh, yeah. Swing. And nobody in DeWine.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so, yes, at least for these uh, uh, car-sharing companies. Uh, in both of these companies, members can reserve a car over the phone or on the Internet, pay an hourly rate for use, then return it to the same location. Gas, repairs, parking, and insurance are all covered. A survey of Zipcar members indicates that they save some 5000 a year By car sharing instead of owning a vehicle. The new car sharing company to be called Zipcar, disappointing those of us who think that Zipflex sounds much saucier. Yeah. Zipflex. (laughs) No, they're going to call it Zipcar. It will have 180,000 members with access to 5,000 vehicles in 48 cities. Nice. So straight to the source, The Washington Post, San Francisco Chronicle, and Seattle Post Intelligencer. And that's a Big story.
0: <laughs> well, I didn't notice any East Coast papers there, though. They, it's only a story oh, in the West Coast. Oh, they did
1: have one. They had the Boston Globe, all oh. the rest were West Coast. Yeah. yeah,
0: see, it's only a big story in the West Coast. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, car sharing companies sharing cars. It's a pretty interesting concept where I've even seen them where they do that with bicycles, where you pay, like, a monthly fee. And you're given either a card that you swipe to unlock a car or a key to unlock a bicycle. Yeah. And you just pay a monthly fee to share that vehicle with somebody else. And if you don't need a vehicle all the time, Hmm. why have one?
1: Yeah. Well, and they've got the Saluki Cycles program here in town where it's for a day rather than a month. You know, But you go there, you get the bike, you bring it back. And everybody gets to share those bikes.
0: Yeah, I'd like to start a yellow bike program in town where you pay like $10 a month, and there's just bikes all over town. If you ever need one, you hop on it and use it.
1: Yeah, well, it seems to work well on campus, so maybe the community can use the campus version as a model. There you
0: go. So I've got a quote here. This is by newly minted environmentalist Sammy Prim. I've been a Republican my whole life, But I'll be dong-gone if Al Gore isn't right. Isn't it fair for you and me, this generation, to pollute for all the generations to come when we're already seeing the effects? Global warming, mercury, particulate matter? Again, by newly admitted environmentalist Sammy Prim. Hmm. So yes, that's a good quote. Yeah, I don't even have to say anything else. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: So in other news, uh, our next story, so um, he didn't like them? Canadian government eco-strategies not working, says an audit. Sustainable development strategies introduced regularly by the Canadian government since the mid-90s have largely failed to produce results, according to a new audit. A report by Environment Commissioner Ron Thompson notes that officials seem to just go through the motions, that there is no accountability and that there has been no provision of baselines or targets against which departments could monitor or report their progress. Says Thompson, quote, We have found little evidence that the strategies have encouraged departments to integrate protection of the environment with economic and social issues in a substantive or meaningful way. He adds that, quote, The ambition and momentum that existed in the early stages of sustainable development strategies has faded. To sum it up, he says... The strategies are a major disappointment. Environment Canada says it will review its policies and practices. Straight to the source, the Star, Canwest News Services, the Canadian Press, the Globe and Mail, and Agence France Press. So they made the effort. I guess they got to examine how exactly it's being executed.
0: Nuke Rebuke. Research panel discourages... Presidential Plan for U.S. Nuclear Waste Processing. A 17-member panel of researchers from the National Academy of Sciences released a report Monday discouraging President Bush from continuing his quest to resume U.S. nuclear waste reprocessing. The researcher said the president's proposed Global Nuclear Energy Partnership Plan has not been adequately peer-reviewed and relies on unproven technology. Instead, the panel suggests that money currently going to GNEP, the Global Nuclear Energy Partnership, should be redirected to speeding construction of new nuclear power plants. And we were all set to be cheery there for a moment. Straight to the source, Associated Press.
1: Hmm. All right, and in other news, bright lights, big shiny. IBM announces new process to reuse, recycle, recycle, Silicon Wafers for Solar Panels. Tech giant IBM announced it has developed a simple new process to recycle the silicon wafers that it uses in many of its products. The process extends the silicon wafers' useful life, and when that life is finally over, the wafers can then be sold to make solar panels. IBM calculates that if all of the three million wafers that are discarded each year worldwide by the tech industry were instead turned into solar panels, They could create enough electricity to power about 6,000 homes. Straight to the source, Atlanta Journal-Constitution and CNN Money. So that's fun, the little computer wafers get to be recycled and reincarnated into solar panels.
0: (laughs) Wouldn't we all like to be?
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Would you believe it? Forest Stewardship Council will overhaul two lax rules. Ah, bummer. The Forest Stewardship Council, trusted certifier of sustainably sourced wood and paper, plans to overhaul its standards after acknowledging that some companies using its label are logging destructively. Would you believe it? The Forest Stewardship Council will overhaul their two lax rules. Hmm. Cool. Straight to the source, the Wall Street Journal.
1: Yes. Another very brief story. Life in plastic, not fantastic. New York City considers a crackdown on plastic bags. Uh, new to the plastic bag banning bandwagon is New York City. They're looking into that because there are other cities that have banned plastic bags because they you know, they use up a lot of plastic, they float around
0: everywhere. Well, it's the number one cause of trash, actually. Yeah. I mean, um, when I was visiting San Francisco, they had actually just done a study... Of all the trash, they, like, you know, sorted out all the trash. That would be fun. And came across that, well, plastic bags were the number one cause of trash in their city. Yeah. And they sat down and actually figured out how much it was costing the city. And they were like, this costs too much. And so what they didn't do, they didn't ban it, but you had to buy a plastic bag in any retail store. Yeah. At least then. I think since then they've actually banned them because it still was high percentage of trash.
1: Yeah, gets people thinking, you know.
0: And then, I know what youth did last summit. Mm -hmm. Students coming together for the biggest of its kind, National Climate Summit. Now, I'm reading this for a reason, because (laughs) there was a contingent of students from here who left last night to go to this conference. Student activist Nathan Mythe took offense when New York Times columnist Tom Friedman wrote recently that the young youth of Generation Q, have you heard of this Generation Q? It says for quiet. (laughs) Are spending too much time on Facebook and not enough time fighting climate change. Just look at Power Shift 2007, Wyeth says. The young folk organized national summit on climate change that will be happening at the University of Maryland at College Park on November second through the fifth. Some five thousand high school and college students from every state in the nation are expected to attend the summit and then visited Capitol Hill and demand action on climate change and clean energy. Registration ended last week. They had well over three thousand people registered, but you can still sign out of Facebook and start facing the future. Yes. And so they they call it Power Shift two thousand and seven. And they're saying they are not Generation Q, for quiet, (laughs) but the power generation.
1: Yes, because they're going to shift the power balance in this country. And they're doing it right now by having this conference. People from Southern Illinois right now are over there participating.
0: And they do have uh, the Student Environmental Center here in town has a power generation plan of their own here on campus. Yes. Um, They call it Project EcoDog. where they're planning to implement a sustainability coordinator, a sustainability committee, and a green fee to do more energy efficiency on campus and, well, renewable energy and other good sustainable features to make the university a better place.
1: Well, that's probably why I hadn't even heard of the, uh, you know, Generation Q for quiet, just because I know better from watching all of my active friends here in uh, Southern Illinois. (laughs) They're not quiet. They're getting active and loud and trying to change things.
0: And I want to remind everybody that today is one of the reasons why I love, absolutely love living in Southern Illinois. Mm -hmm. It is cold. It is nippy. Your blood is going. But it is sunny. And that makes it so that it's perfect time to take a hike.
1: Yes, (laughs) time for outdoor adventures.
0: So hopefully I'll see you out and about in the forests of Southern Illinois.